0: Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Welcome to the What I Wish I Knew podcast by Dental Head Start. If you've ever thought about specialising in ortho, this is absolutely a must-listen podcast. So, for all you aspiring orthodontists out there, um, let me introduce you to Dr. Katie Zhu. She is a very talented young orthodontist um, who basically walks us through a day in the life of an orthodontist. Now, even though she hasn't been uh, graduated as a specialist for a very long time, she has a lot of experience in different clinics and walks us through basically exactly what a typical day for a specialist looks like. So if you've thought about, you know, everyone usually thinks about, should I stay in in GP? Should I go into a specialty? This is going to give you like a really realistic idea of um, what the treatment and lifestyle changes would be for you. So she also very openly talks about the more challenging aspects of Specialty practice, as opposed to GP practice, things like the enormous number of hours that you spend, you know, in the evenings doing um, treatment plans and clin checks and ortho planning, and just a, the really high volume of correspondence that's that's required. So lots and lots of letter writing um, and admin work to run the practice. Um, really efficiently. Now, if you've ever been to a typical busy orthodontic practice, it is like a really well-oiled machine, and it looks like there's about 500 people running around doing this beautiful stage choreography, but there's a lot of work that goes into the systems and processes that make that level of efficiency possible. Um, So I asked Katie um, what she thought ortho life would be, you know, expectation versus reality.
1: What I knew from what it is, it's completely different. I knew that a ortho practice ran very differently to a GP practice, but I did not realize the amount of work that went in at home or what we call um, non-chair time. I didn't realize the amount of organization that was required to see a patient through from start to finish and exactly how much work goes on by the rest of the team as well for all the cases and for the day to run smoothly. So in a GP practice, it is very much within your own bubble, if you would call it. So you would be a dentist, um, you would have a nurse, maybe a floating nurse if you were lucky. Um, reception, and for a good period of time, 30 minutes or 40 minutes, it is just that one patient. So you're able to fully focus on that one patient, and because the procedures are generally quite a um, long one, it gave you time to really think. It gives you time to consider your next steps or to think about the next patients. Um, In an ortho practice, the way that most clinics are run and not all of them are like this but the majority of the clinics it is run with multiple appointments going on at the same time. So as a orthodontist we have to really multitask (laughs) and it's multitask to the absolute maximum to know what's going on in three chairs and to also know what's going on in a consult room. Um, Being able to digest very quickly uh, what the current patient's occlusion is and to be able to give a treatment plan or the next steps or to give instructions or to actually do the treatment within basically five seconds of you walking into the room and being told what it is. So that is hugely different. And by the time you've sat down and said, this is what we're doing, um, your mind almost has to go to the patient next door to start thinking about what their presenting complaints are, where they are in treatment, what's required next, and then so on and so on. And then when you're in that consult room, when you're about to finish up, it's, again, mind back on what's going on in chair one. So it's hugely, hugely different. It's a big, 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 um, big machine, if you would call it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I actually always wondered why there is such a big difference between the way GPs operate and the way orthos operate. Um, You know, there's technically no reason why if we wanted to be as efficient as possible that we couldn't do a similar thing. And to a degree, you know, a lot of GPs work with OHTs and hygienists in their practice and they move from room to room, but a typically busy ortho practice is just up on another level. What are the, I guess, advantages and disadvantages of working this way? I mean, some of the obvious ones being it's more cost effective to work this efficiently for the business owner and the
1: I th- I think, um, I think that's a really interesting one, actually. It's not necessarily more cost effective. It could be worse from a cash flow point of view. To hire extra staff, um, we have to see more patients. So... Unless we are able to hit certain numbers, we actually end up making a loss by running it that way. There's a lot of pros and cons to all the different approaches. When you run a solo practice, solo meaning you see the patients and you do everything. Um, And that's the way that I work in one of my previous practices was that I basically did everything. My nurse would help me take photos and take scans um, but everything else, I did it myself. It was actually a lot more tiring because and you're you're doing something, you're thinking about what's required, and then you also have to speak to the patients, communicate with their parents, and also worry about your appointment scheduling. If one thing ran late, there was no buffer. So I felt like I could actually do um, provide better service if I had somebody to help me, to help to be my hands, and then that freed my brain to think about what might be required, whether that's a early extraction of a primary tooth or, or we're like, well, we're waiting for canines. Is it down? Is it not down? It just freed up my mind a little bit more. But, look, one of the obvious advantages is that you have time to build rapport with the patients. Um, they do appreciate seeing an orthodontist every single visit, and I've had a lot of patients seek me out because they know that they it will basically be me doing mostly everything. Um, but you know at the end of the day it's uh, if I work like that for about five days a week, my treatment quality will probably go down because I'm just so mentally tired from having to process everything
0: and And do you think there's a difference with the service expectation? in an ortho practice that is really like child heavy versus adult ortho? Like could you get away with, you know, going in and out for a few minutes for adult patients? I feel like some of my adult patients would be like, I feel like I'm not getting good service. Or do, oh, maybe I'm wrong. I
1: hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think adults require more private rooms. So you can't have the open plan. And adults in general, they have more complexities. So even when I do work with therapists, um, I used to, well, on my very busy days, I would have about two or three therapists on. With the adults, I typically schedule them first thing in the morning or last thing on the day. So that meant I could actually do most of the work myself. (laughs) So you are right. Um, Part of it because it is a different expectation. And the other part is because it is just a lot more complicated. So it's easier if I'm the one looping together a TAD setup or I'm the one modifying aligners or doing just unusual things. Whereas a child patient, um, you know, they're generally quite straightforward. They don't have as many things going on.
0: Yeah, or all those really detailed questions about why are you doing this and how long is it going to take? They're probably just lying there with their mouth open watching Fun
1: <laughs> TV exactly
2: as dentists and dental students we all have difficult days you may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional and psychological health and well-being this is exactly what dental practitioner support is for It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief, but sometimes they call because there's more challenging things going on.
0: You know, you mentioned that, you know, being a specialist orthodontist involves a lot of non-clinical work or non-chair side work. Um, Can you run us through a typical day for an orthodontist and what that looks like, including all of the homework you do?
1: Oh, well, the typical day we, I think most of us, we arrive in clinic quite early much, much, um, even an hour before the first patient arrives. Because we know the day is going to be so busy, it gives us time to read over all the patients that's coming through so that we're very familiar when someone comes through. And we, or at least I try and recognise my patients by name so that when I walk in, I know who they are, what's going on. So that's usually my morning, uh, about 15 minutes before patients start coming through, I generally like to ask if there is anything that I should be aware of. So has anyone had any changes to medical history, treatment plan? Um, During COVID, is anyone stuck and unable to come? Are there things that I should be aware of that will influence treatment? And then from basically 8 till 5.30, it is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Uh, Lunch is very, very short, and I generally spend lunch eating and cropping photos or looking through photos or looking through x-rays or looking through letters. So I don't really have much of a lunch.
0: And do authors usually have their own, I guess, like a PA or a DA or someone that runs around Mm, with them?
1: Not all of us. Um, We generally have our DAs working with the patient's. And with a therapist. So my main person is probably the reception because they get all the phone calls and they can sort of tell me what's been going on. So that's a typical wet day. It's just really, really busy. And unless we're prepared for it and we know what's coming, it very quickly unravels and things get missed or we start running very late. And if we run late, it's not just one or two patients affected. It is all the patients for the entire afternoon, for example. (laughs) So it's really critical that we do our best to run on time with the very, very short appointment times as well. So it's a very high-stress environment. It's fast, fast fast-paced, and time goes by very quickly. When the last patient leaves, then I go into the lab and I look at the lab work, make sure the slips are done correctly, the models make sense, or I check D-band patients, look at their finishes look at the retainers, do all of that. And then I sit down, check emails again. There's usually a few emails from patients, mostly adult ones, asking the questions like you said, how long is treatment? What's going on here? So once that's all done, then I go home and I start the patient letters. So the new consults, all the new patients, they get a letter, their referring dentists get a letter, um, D-band letters, and then we've got the checks to go through. So it's a huge, huge, uh, huge day with a lot of homework that follows. So most of us typically, we're in clinic anywhere from, you know, two or three or even four days a week. And the rest of the time, it's dedicated to admin work at home just to stay on top of the paperwork. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I guess because you're also liaising with the referrings, but um, GPs as well, there's just a lot going on. How long would you typically spend a week on doing, say, clean checks? I presume that there's a large chunk of your work in clear aligners as well.
1: Yes. Well, clean checks take up every single spare minute of my day. So if there's a cancellation or I have a spare second, I jump on. So I try and do the clean checks, Um, try and get as much done during the day as possible. And how many hours? I really can't give you a figure. But it's essentially, it's, a, it's an ongoing full-time job. Um, I did <laughs> non-stop. Almost every night? Every single night non-stop looking at something because you probably have the same we get email notifications. I've got to a point where I've just turned it off because <laughs> it's just too much. And um, first thing in the morning, if I have time, I log on and I just see what needs to be done. I have a cancellation, I get back on lunchtime. If I'm done with my lunch work, I jump back on. After work, if I have it at me, I jump back on. So I'm always on the computer doing something and, yeah.
0: So do you prefer um, as an orthodontist to work with clear aligners or with fixed? Um, I know it's different for different situations, but I know that other orthodontists certainly have, to have um, pretty biased preferences.
1: With COVID going on, I prefer aligners. But if we're talking about a patient that is extremely particular, and that's the majority of the patients that we get now, um, fit still gives me more control to address their concerns on the day. So I find that it is a lot more efficient in my hands. If we're talking about a minor rotation or a minor finishing, I can very, very quickly fix it then and there for them so that they're ready for D-band the next visit. Clear aligners, you go through the whole scanning, clincheck, design, fit. It very quickly um, becomes a bit of a time-wasting exercise when it's very, very, very minor finishing differences at the end. So if we're talking about purely from a quality of finish, I would probably still prefer to work with braces. Um, but, you know, not every single patient is as particular. So if they're happy with a what I would probably call an, uh, an average result, so there might be a small little rotation there, a small little thing there, um, Clear line is definitely a better patient experience. For them, it's much easier to adapt to. There's no real pain involved. There's no real emergencies. And from a cleaning point of view, to take the aligners out and brush, if they can eat whatever they want to eat. So I also understand that. And look, my job is not to push my ideals on everybody. <laughs> I'm not going to tell everyone they need their teeth completely perfect. I just say, this is what the true treatment realities are. And in Invisalign, you might find that there are certain inefficiencies. But look, that comes with all the pros of having a clear aligner system. So I do leave that decision up to them as well.
2: It's that time of year again. Before June 30, we have to renew our indemnity insurance. And when I look for an insurer, I'm looking for someone who's going to be there when I need their help. They're going to act fast and they're going to be by my side so I can practice with confidence. I get all of that from Dental Protection Limited. What I love about them is that they're more than just an insurer. They're actually here to help us, to give us content and support us with medical legal situations and most importantly, help us avoid these situations. The content they produce is the best content out there from an insurer like them. Renewal notices are out in May. To make sure you get all of these added benefits, sign up by June 30. I can say from personal experience, when you need help, you'll be glad you're with Dental Protection Limited. Thank you, Dental Protection Limited, for supporting me in my career and the Dental Head Start Podcast.
0: What advice would you have for GPs who want to learn a bit more about ortho potentially even consider the specialty themselves um I don't know what it was like for you but certainly I, I always make a joke that I feel like I spent about 20 minutes on ortho throughout all of my undergrad uni um my dental program but um I don't know how much experience you had about also but what advice would you have for GPs really interested?
1: Um, I think the best thing that you can actually do is just to um, go and observe the orthodontists for a couple of days. One day is not going to give you the whole story, but go a couple of days where they have different things going on and see if that's an environment that you would want to be in for the rest of your life. Um, I can 100% say not everyone enjoys being in that environment not everyone will thrive in that environment. And the first um, first three months being in that environment for me was extremely stressful. So I think that's your first checkpoint is, are you someone that's happy to be in a really busy practice and multiple things going on? Again, you don't have to run it that way. You can run it in a single chair setting as well. So it's worthwhile to go and observe quite a few. So you get a broad range spectrum of how we sort of work. And the second thing is, um, you know, people talk about clear aligners being very much independent of braces. You know, people will say, let's, I just want to do clear aligners and I'm just going to do a clear aligner course. Um, I think that's a bit of a misconception and that really the two should be done together to get a proper understanding of the diagnostics, the treatment planning, but more so the mechanics. Because every single day there will be things that work better with aligners than braces and the converse. And GPs, they need to have that flexibility if the aligners is not working to have other solutions to turn to because that's when people get stuck. They often prescribe, you know, six months' worth of aligners and it doesn't achieve what it needs to do. Um, And if you don't know how to do fixed, it becomes a bit problematic or conversely, if you are doing fixed, um, I don't know, a lot of people, they have difficulty finishing. If you don't mind the very high lab fees and you take it as a learning experience, um, maybe finishing in the aligners might be a nice way to transition into instead of being stuck again, not being able to get the brackets in the right spot. So I think it's quite crucial just to um, firstly, before signing up to anything, just really observe it and see if that's what you want to do full-time, which is specialised, or if that's something that you're quite interested in, is really sign up for more than one course. Ideally, do both clear aligners and braces and more than one course of each as well.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's really excellent advice. Um, I love doing um, aesthetic restorative um, dentistry, and I utilise orthodontics pre-restoratively often. You know, when people talk about teeth wear cases, they talk about opening the bite. I will 100% prefer to open the bite orthodontically than put crowns on every single tooth. Um, So I'm a big fan of, of, I think, ortho offers massive amounts of um uh, it it offers us to be so much more conservative in our approach uh, to restorative so that's why I like it and I I exclusively do it on adults only oh gosh I can't imagine um I I actually like kids I don't I really do like kids I just hate doing dentistry on them So, so that's why I'd never be an orthodontist um but last question is there anything about GP dentistry that you'll miss
1: Well, I still, uh, we we have ultrasonic scalers, so I still get in there and I do a bit of scaling here and there. Um, I have a lot of resin composites and polishing births, so if the patient doesn't have a dentist um, and it's quite a small little, generally an aesthetic build-up case for a tooth wear case, I will generally be there doing the restoration, doing a little bit of a polishing, bit of a buff. Don't miss root canal, (laughs) wisdom teeth. Oh, maybe I should stock some endophiles. <laughs> no, I haven't done a root canal for a really, really long time. Um, I have not done any extractions. I have not done a crown prep for probably five years now. The other day, I was actually um, helping out um, with the dental council, and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be fun to jump on a mannequin and do a, do a crown prep on one of the plastic teeth?
0: I'm sure it's just like riding a bike. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I look I think some days I still do miss general dental but most of the general dental work I can probably sneak in here and there on my patients it is just you know the root canal treatment the root canals uh the the crown sorry and the extractions that I probably won't be able to do very much of <laughs> well hope
0: so. I'm glad you love it also enough that, that
1: you're probably okay with that deal right <laughs> yeah